You are tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hello, it is high noon on Monday, April the 10th. April is moving along. And it rained on me a little bit today. It's kind of cloudy, but I think it's still going to be a good, nice day. So welcome to EMC News. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, and we hope to uh, leave you with some great information, of course, from our guests and other things that are going on around us, and in particular, East Montgomery County. So today I have two guests on EMC News. I have Reed Hammond from Conroe Regional Medical Center, He is the COO speaking to us about the new Level 2 Trauma Center and much, much more that's going on. And our second guest is Jaredith Jones. She is from downtown Conroe, just like steps away from us. And she's going to share some information about co-parenting and summertime fast approaching. Everybody needs to be on the schedule. So first, uh, tomorrow... April 11th. There's so much going on. Tomorrow is a big day for things going on in East Montgomery County. Judge Claudia Laird will be addressing the East Montgomery County Republican. Let's start over with that. Judge Claudia Laird will be addressing the East Montgomery County Republican women starting at 6.30 p.m. at the uh, fairgrounds out there, Bull Salas Park. And uh, she will be talking about the last will and testament. So that is at the Senior Center, A.V. Bull Salas Park. And she was on our show last week talking about guardianships for special needs adults. And if you've missed that, you can go to the archives at IRLoneStar.com and listen up to it. Also tomorrow night, the East Montgomery County Historical Society will meet at the R.B. Tullis Library at 6 p.m. with a short business meeting and the presentation will follow. It's also Thirsty Tuesday. used to be Thirsty Thursday, but apparently people are more thirsty on Tuesday. So that has been moved to Tuesdays from 4.30 to 7, and that is hosted by the Greater East Montgomery County Chamber. It will be at Longhorn Steakhouse at Deerbrook Mall. Free appetizers, drink specials, and it's a great opportunity to network with people you know, businesses, and you do not have to be a chamber member to go. Again, the appetizers are free, and so are the smiles. So that is Thirsty Tuesday tomorrow. The Observer Networking Lunch is Wednesday, April 12th at 1130 to 1 at Homewood Suites. Go have a good meal, hear a speaker, and uh, meet new business partners. Now, we all know that this week, uh, next Sunday, is Easter. So this coming Friday is Good Friday, and Friday through Monday is a holiday for both Splendora ISD and New Caney ISD students. And I'm sure many of us will not be working, myself included. (laughs) (laughs) So I am also taking five days off, first time since July, but I'm going to do it. So Saturday, April 15th, what we have going on is the Easter Bunny is going to be at the Splendora Skate Center. From 6 to 8 is the first session, and 6.30 to 8.30 will be the second session at the Splendora Skate Center, FM 2090 in Splendora. And you know that helps fund activities with Splendora ISD. 
So the cost for that is $6 for regular skates and $8 for inlines. Wednesday, April 19th, a week from now, is Breakfast Connections from 8 to 9 a.m. at Kingwood Medical Center at their community room. They do this every month, and this is sponsored by the Greater East Montgomery County Chamber and Kingwood Medical Center. Meet new businesses, network, and have a free breakfast. You do not need to be a chamber member to attend. So there's still so much going on out at the Valley Ranch Center. And I know we talk about this each time because it's just a tremendous amount of things going on. That is where 99 starts, and that'll take you from uh, 59 across 45 and beyond. So they just had their grand opening last week of Hobby Lobby and the new Kroger Marketplace at Valley Ranch. There's Chili's. Looks like they're going to be opening up any day now. There's there's a lot of moving parts. They're still working on that amphitheater also that's going to be bigger than the Cynthia Woods Pavilion. So if you haven't been to East County lately, you need to go check it out because there's really a lot of movement. And you can travel from New Caney to the Woodlands in 20 minutes or less. Yes, that's phenomenal. So... There also was a speed sports racing event that took place last Friday. Yes, kart racing, going 45 to 60 miles per hour, and you are pretty much on the ground racing through this. So that was held with the Greater East Montgomery County Chamber last Friday, starting at 1 o'clock. And if you want to see the highlights from that, go to the EMC News Facebook page and watch the videos. Some other things going on is every Friday and Saturday night, you can also go to Cole's Smokehouse and uh, get some crawfish starting at 5 p.m. Friday and all day Saturday. They are located on Old Highway 59 in Splendora. There's also a couple of music festivals going on. The first one is May 5th through 7th, the Conroe Americana Music Festival with over 50 bands, six venues, three days, one price gets you to all the bands, $75, all the bands, three days. Where else can you do that? You can see Billy Joe Schaefer, Ruthie Foster, Carolyn Wonderland, Uncle Lucius, Band of Heathens, Hard Luck, Revival, Shelly Coley, Jake Ward, Bart Crow, The Mastersons, and about 40 additional bands. You can go to ConroeAmericanaMusicFestival.com to get tickets. The week after that, May 12th through 13th, is Rock the Ranch at Valley Ranch Music Festival with barbecue cook-off, freestyle motocross, street performers, camping, and two nights of headliner performances in the new 12,000-capacity amphitheater. You may even see Sundance. I think he's on the agenda to perform as well. Well, I'm your host, Margie Taylor, and we will be right back with our first guest, Reed Hammond from Conroe Regional Medical Center. EMC News is looking for sponsors. Do you want to grow your business in East Montgomery County? Our listeners are focused in Porter, Splendora, and New Caney. Go to LoneStar.com forward slash sponsor EMCN to find out the details or call Margie, me at 936-828-6881. Hello, and we are back on EMC News. I'm your host, Margie Taylor. So we have two guests with us today. My first guest is Reed Hammond from Conroe Regional Medical Center. And if you want to hear this again, 
You can hear it over and over again with the podcast that's going to be available on the website, IRLoneStar.com, or it's going to be on EMC News Facebook page, Taylor Eyes PR Facebook page, LinkedIn. It's going to be all over the place. <laughs> so you will have lots of opportunities to see it over and over. So my first guest, Reed, welcome to EMC News from downtown Conroe. How are you? I'm good, Margie. Thank you. That's awesome. So tell me what a COO does. Oh, what does a COO don't do? Um, (laughs) So I'm tasked basically with running the operations of Conroe Regional, uh, ensuring that from the time our patients show up until the time our patients are discharged back home or uh, to a different skill level facility, that their entire uh, stay at Conroe Regional is a pleasurable one, as pleasurable as it can be uh, while you're seeking healthcare services at Conroe ensuring that your patient experience uh, is is what you expect and deserve. That's a good, great answer. So you have a lot of things going on at Conroe Regional. How long has Conroe Regional been around? Long time. A long uh, time. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I hope that wasn't a catch. I just, it's over 10 years. I know that. Uh, 35 plus. <laughs> 35 plus. That's, that's great. And it has grown and expanded and offered more services than ever. It, yes, it has. Um, it, you know, Montgomery County has grown to over a half million residents uh, and continues to grow mm-hmm. year by year. Our mission is to uh, provide the highest quality of health care, the highest level of health care that we possibly can for the residents so that you don't have to go down to the medical center to seek any health care. Uh, one of those things that we've done is we've recently elevated our level, uh, trauma level status from a level three to a level two. Uh, what that means is you no longer have to go down to the medical center uh, for any traumatic injury that what you suffer. What a blessing. Absolutely. Uh, just think about the burden it places not only on the patient, but their family, uh, guests, or their loved ones who want to come see them or walk with them uh, through their recovery stage, having to fight traffic to try to get to the med center and back home every day while most of them are either working or taking care of their, uh, their loved ones at home. It's very stressful. You no longer have to leave Conroe to do that. Uh, and, and that's certainly a feat that uh, albeit not easy to accomplish, uh, we're extremely proud of our, our clinicians and our surgeons uh, to achieve that designation. So what is the difference between two and three? What does that mean exactly? So, so as a, we were a highly functioning uh, level three trauma center, and with the addition of 24-7 in-house uh, general traumatologists, general surgeons, and orthotraumatologists, uh, along with some plastics and maxiofacial uh, coverage, there's nothing now that we do not take care of or that we ship out of our hospital other than burn victims uh, in pediatric trauma patients. Um, it, we started this venture back in December of 2014. Typical timeline is five to seven years for a hospital to go uh, to a level two status. Uh, with our robust level three trauma status that we had prior to this, we accomplished this in about 18 months, um, which is just a testament to the staff that was in place and then the additional complement of surgeons that we put on our medical staff. Uh, They did an incredible job. We went through our survey uh, about 18 months after we started the venture, and we were officially designated by the State Department of Health in December of last year, so right at 24 months to accomplish this. That's pretty exciting. Extremely exciting. So that shows the professionalism and the amount of people that are dedicated to making it happen. because. You know, I know I have been in Conroe Regional myself as a patient in the past, 
And a lot of times um, people would talk bad, well, you can't get the services you need. And sure. you know that that happens on anything. But it, it's quite exciting to have something so local, so available with all the resources. And you spoke about having the uh, surgeons 24-7 plastics, any of the things that would be um, emergency-oriented that cannot be delayed that you have you have that at your fingertips now to make it happen. Absolutely. Uh, from the quality side, uh, any traumatic injury, uh, life or death can be minutes away. Uh, but, but you're not talking, you, you can't hop in an ambulance and go downtown or even go downtown via helicopter. Those minutes are precious. Absolutely. Uh, so you talk about the burden that it puts on families going downtown. It's a very serious matter as well for patient safety. Mm-hmm. So being able to stay here in Montgomery County and, and at Conroe Regional, we've saved many, many lives that may not have made it via ambulance or helicopter to downtown. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's a testament of the abilities of the surgical staff that we have at Conroe, uh, the, the surgeons that were added. Uh, we also have full-time uh, neurosurgeons that are there uh, with the acute care general surgeons, uh, critical care uh, you, you add that with the ortho traumatologist and it's a well-rounded, uh, great complement of surgeons that we have on staff to take care of these patients. I think that's very exciting. And this whole area is becoming a true medical center. Sure. I mean, you have lots of partners that you work with and I, I know there's the new Methodist that is not open mm-hmm. yet. I'm not even sure when they're opening, but I'm sure it's soon. And, and you've got, uh, CHI, Luther, um, St. Luke's, St. Luke's, and you have Herman Hospital, and you've got all these things, mm-hmm. but you're the only one in Conroe, right? We are the only <laughs> hospital in Conroe, uh, and we're the only level two trauma center in all of North Houston as See, well. That's good uh, to know too. And there's only three. <laughs> it is there, there's only three other hospitals that hold a higher level trauma designation than Conroe Regional, and all three of those are down in the med center. Um, there you go. We, that makes you feel secure about being here, that you're in a safe place. Absolutely. And I'm sure you also work with uh, Montgomery County Hospital District. We do, absolutely. Because that's what they do is pick up people that are in an emergency situation, and that way when they get the call, they know to send that person who's needing those services to you directly. Sure. We, uh, we're, MCHD are great partners with mm-hmm. Conroe Regional, uh, and, and we have been great partners for a long, long time. Obviously, uh, MCHD, as well as other surrounding county hospital districts and EMS providers, we're very excited that uh, we are now level two trauma designation because it, it relieves them of the burden as well for the patients that they carry. Um, so there's probably a 30-mile radius uh, going from our west to our east and, and all through the north of the EMS partnerships that we have uh, that are great partnerships to bring these patients to us now to seek health care close to home. How many patients would you have to annually send out into Houston? Um, prior to level two uh, designation, we were transferring probably 40 a month uh, down to the med center for uh, a higher level of care that at that time we couldn't provide. We we're providing some of it, just not on uh, the immediate response availability time requirements that there are with the level two uh, status. Well, very good. I think, I think that's great. I mean, that just adds another element um, to being safe and living in Montgomery County, knowing that you have all the resources you need. 
why go into Houston for anything? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> so you also have some other programs. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add about the trauma center that we haven't touched on? Um, I don't think so. Uh, you, you know, it's just, it, it's an incredible accomplishment. Uh, it is. I, I couldn't be like. more proud to be a, a part of uh, an organization like Conroe Regional um, for the short time window, making this leap uh, to being able to work shoulder and shoulder, obviously on the outsides with our, our surgical staff and, and our team of nurses, uh, not only in the ER, but uh, our trauma coordinator and, and the trauma team. And as you follow that patient through every level of care in the hospital, I couldn't be more proud uh, to be part of the team and watch this come to fruition. Uh, what, what a great thing for our community and, and for many, many years to come. So what would it take to become a Trauma One Center? So the difference between a level two designation and level one uh, is the research component uh, and then having a burn center. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So right now they're going down to Shriners? They go, where are they going? We send them downtown to the Med Center and oh, then the to... There's three hospitals down the med center that have level one uh, programs, and that's where our patients go for for the burn victims that we can't take so care of. So that's pretty much the only miss. Yes, ma'am. Wow. So I bet you're working on that, huh? Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, our goal is certainly to take care of our residents, uh-huh. uh, and, and we do watch that. And and if enough residents need that type of service to where it warrants having that type of program here, we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly work towards doing that. Um, it, you know. We we are selfish in nature, and and that's because uh, we live in this community. And you want to be uh, the best. Absolutely, uh, we're very proud of where we work, and and we want our residents to know that you've got a pretty special facility right here in your backyard. That's very exciting. So you also then work. Is it? Uh, I want to say it's called PHI. Is that uh-huh. it? Okay, that's still PHI. Yeah. My husband was a fire chief, so I know some uh-huh. of these things. But is, are they still yellow? They are. <laughs> <laughs> in, the important question. Absolutely. <laughs> So they still land. They can land there on your rooftop or wherever your parking lot or wherever they land. We have a helipad (laughs) right outside the ER. Uh, Okay. And and PHI brings several patients to us as well. Well, fabulous. Okay, so that's where you need to go if you're planning to have a traumatic injury. (laughs) Just stay in Conroe. I'm serious. I think that's wonderful because it's easy to get to, um, you know, uh, it just makes sense for you guys to be doing that. So tell me about your cardiovascular program. Well, so cardiovascular is, uh, is something really to be proud of. Uh, we were the first hospital in Montgomery County to ever do an open heart procedure. Uh, in, wow. And Dr. Connie Hutton uh, did the first one in 1989. And since that time period, we've done over 6,000 open hearts. Uh, very robust, very neat program to be part of. Um, we were the the a lot of first in Montgomery County for Conroe Regional as as it relates to cardiovascular, first hospital to have a cath lab, uh, first hospital to have cardiac rehab, uh, and then of course the first one to do open heart procedures. Well, that's good information. I did not realize that either. So, um, I hope not to have a heart attack though. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> Sure. <laughs> so tell me, you also have a lot of other interesting things going on there. I mean, you're now trauma too. You have a great cardiovascular program. What are some of your other bragging things? Oh, well, um, how, much, <laughs> how, how much time do you give me? Um, you, you know, the next phase of cardiovascular, rather than having the, the open heart procedures, uh, some patients just, that's their, uh, that's their standard of care and, and you can't avoid it. 
Um, you, you get into some structural heart repairs as well. Uh, so we had another first last month. Uh, we did our first balloon valvuloplasty for uh, aortic valve stenosis. Uh, what that does is that goes in and enlarges a narrowed heart valve and allows the proper amount of blood flow into the heart so that it can pump normally. Uh, Dr. Chavez, who recently joined us, uh, did that first procedure there. So we're excited about that as well. That's bringing new innovative ways uh, at doing heart procedures uh, that's a little less invasive. Well, that's very exciting. I remember long, long ago when I was a young girl <laughs> living in Southern California, my grandfather flew to Houston to have a heart uh, mm -hmm. done with Dr. Cooley and Dr. Denton mm -hmm. way back then. And that's, of course, they went to the Astrodome. Astrodome had just opened then. <laughs> so things have really changed a lot since Absolutely. then. And so what procedures were in place then are much more advanced sure. and probably are not as time consuming. And the amount of time it takes for the body to recover from this is greatly uh, decreased. So um, is that commonly called cath labs or is that, what is a cath lab? Cath labs where you go in to do uh, more minimally uh, invasive procedures, uh, doing stenting, I'm, I'm okay. sure you've heard of stenting, mm -hmm. uh, things of that nature. When you go in more to the, uh, uh, the veins, uh, ensure that they're opened up properly to allow blood flow to get in and out of the heart. So those are like uh, very minimal procedures A little now. less invasive. So they don't have a long stay for that. That's more sure. of a... Um, Some are done outpatient. Maintenance, uh -huh. perhaps. <laughs> well, e either maintenance or in preparation for uh, a, a larger a bigger, heart procedure down right. the road. Absolutely. You have to know a lot about medical things do your job don't know you? enough to be dangerous <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a, a lot of information I, I learn every day absolutely you didn't have to go to medical school for this too no, did you no no way so you're not a, a a physician but you still have to play that role as if you know a lot yeah um i mean that in a good way it, <laughs> more know. trying to decipher information and and just be a good partner with our right, physicians you got to communicate uh, these things sure sure okay so tell me you also have some kind of robotics we do thing going on and that seems to be a real trend it, it's a very popular trend nowadays uh, it's called a da vinci robotic system uh, many procedures are done through that uh, hysterectomies are done robotically now a little less invasive yeah. uh, summer it, it's on 3d technology where a physician actually sits in a console what what would look like a gaming console or or like if you're in an arcade remember the old uh, <laughs> uh, consoles that you would get in to drive the vehicles they're they're steering the robot there while the robot is docked over the patient and it gives them a 3d image of of the organ they're working on or the procedure that they're doing so that they can ensure that uh, as they're making incisions or, or doing cut downs that they they're going through the proper amount of tissue uh, speeds and enhances recovery uh, and reduces blood loss uh, things of that nature just a, a more robust uh, in-depth skill level for doing surgeries and they can do that with a lot of different procedures absolutely now, right? uh, they're in fact uh, surgeons now that are doing heart procedures on them uh, and doing endovascular work on them as well is that kind of scary um, <laughs> you know I mean you're used to being wheeled into an operation room you know and uh, then somebody's actually not in there or are they in the they, same room with you oh yeah absolutely okay, so just a in case absolutely right? and then they're looking at a monitor um, and making you know, this work <laughs> it, it, it's a it's somewhat of a shift from uh what you hear called laparoscopic procedures where the right. the surgeon is driving uh with arms that 
typically three incisions, uh, a camera and, and then uh, either a holder or a pliers, whatever they're using uh, to do the procedures. The robot is just more, uh, the, the robot is docked over the patient and then the physician uh, using uh, paddles, if you will, to, to guide the robot. Same type of technology, just a different layout, different format. Um, it's really neat to watch. Um, I saw something like that when we were touring on the uh, whole medical part of our classroom with Leadership Montgomery County. Yes. And it was pretty interesting yeah, to see. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it's just amazing how things have gone more Jetson style, so sure. to speak. Sure. You know, and uh, it, I'm sure it's less expensive, too, because it, the, or is it not? I mean, I don't know. Maybe because it's so innovative technology-wise, it's not. But I would think that it would limit the amount of time you spend in the hospital. Um, tell me about that. Cost is pretty equivocal to, to okay. doing the procedure laparoscopically. Um, you, you do see some shorter length of stay, shorter uh, or, or reduced uh, blood products being used. And that's just because of the added precision of being able to, to see the procedures and do them uh, with 3D visualization. Uh, for instance, we, we've got a, uh, OBGYN, Dr. Clay Young. He's done uh, 111 da, uh, da Vinci robotic procedures year to date. Uh, and, and to watch some of the quality outcomes in the metrics, uh, shorter length of stay in the hospital and, and fewer blood products being used. Uh, nice. it, it's pretty neat technology. Have you seen any of this? I have. Uh, kind of exciting. I, I huh? have. It, it's incredibly exciting to watch. Wow. So let's shift for a second. Um, what volunteer programs do you have at the hospital? Can people get involved in volunteering? Absolutely. Not not doing the robotics. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but we may have some demo other, days for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we do. You don't we, have a game day, right, where they can come in and no, do the. Ro- no, no. <laughs> it, it, no patients volunteer for that. Um, we we do. We have a pretty large uh, volunteer. Uh, core group in our hospital. Uh, you see them every day walk in the halls. At any day, we have 25 to 30 inside the hospital uh, wearing green jackets. And Do they and, still call those candy stripers? <laughs> not, not any longer. Okay. Um, very, very dedicated individuals uh, who spend a, a, a great deal of time in our hospital just ensuring that, you know, patients and, and visitors and family uh, have an incredible experience while they're there. Um, feel free to reach out to uh, out to the hospital. We would love to have anyone interested in becoming a volunteer uh, sign up for that. Sounds good. Now, one of the things that uh, people always talk about when they're at the hospital, trying to make you laugh here, <laughs> is the food. <laughs> Tell me, do you have a chef that prepares the meals? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do. I say uh, this in jest. Yeah, a- okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hospital food's always a stigma. Um, <laughs> Why is that? You know, one of the struggles my entire career is uh, patient satisfaction scores as it relates to to food quality. Uh, Keep in mind that, you know, patients are on all kinds of medications or they're going to be on restricted diets. Uh, So you guys have no control. That's right. If it's bland, it's bland. If it's jello and cereal or whatever, it is what it is. (laughs) If I could give you hard, solid food when you're on a a liquid diet, I'd I'd do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) Um, so a lot of times the, the parameters that we're working within are, are certainly challenging. Uh, but as soon as your physician says, Hey, you can have a full meal, uh, we, we, we do have a staff down there that, uh, will cook you anything that we can, uh, to make you feel better. And, you know, proper nutrition is, is certainly aids in speedier recovery as well. 
Okay. Well, I was only kind of teasing about that. I just thought I'd add a little humor to Monday, you know, Absolutely. to the very seriousness of everything you do there. Sure. You know, everybody who's involved in Conroe Regional, I'm sure they all have great pride Absolutely. In, in, you know, the, their workplace and try to make it better uh, because lives matter and it sure. makes a difference. It makes a difference to the family, the community and everybody out there. And a shout out to Matt Davis, my LMC um, here from our class of, when was it, 2015? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, we're in 2017 now. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's fabulous. He's also is the uh, uh, chairman of the Conroe, uh, Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce now. So he has a whole full year going forward with that, too. As, and sure. So... Anyway, um, what have we missed out on? Anything else you would like to add, Reed, on things that are going on with Conroe Regional? Do you have any upcoming events or anything? Um, you, you know, the only thing I'd like to say is uh, w- with all the advances in, in medicine and subspecialties uh, that, that we've been making over the last few years, uh, you know, in the past, a lot of people didn't realize what we have to offer. Uh, so if you go to the Woodlands or you go to the Med Center to seek health care, uh, I just encourage you to pull up our website and just look at the complement of physicians that we have here and the service offerings that we have uh, and, and come back to us if you ever need us. Not that we uh, we want you to come visit. Uh, <laughs> certainly, we take care of people who uh, have less than, than fortunate uh, circumstances, uh, unless you're having a baby, of course, and then the uh, majority of those are happy times. Uh, but we really are here to serve the residents uh, of our communities and if there's something that we're not providing, uh, we want to hear about it. Well, that's great. So you, speaking of babies, you do have a great neonatal department? We do. Uh, we have, uh, we're, we're going after our level two NICU designation, uh, which uh, would avoid, uh, you, you know, should you have a baby that needs to go to the NICU, uh, mm-hmm. you can stay right here at home. Uh, you don't have to send your child somewhere else while mom is, is at home recovering. Uh, I, I can speak firsthand about that. My first child had to go to the NICU, and the facility I was in at the time, we were able to send her there uh, to where my wife and I were there uh, as well. So we do very proud of that program. Well, I am looking forward to seeing all the wonderful things that are going on with Conroe Regional Medical Center. And this is Reed Hammond from uh, the hospital. He is the COO, and we will have a podcast of the show available tomorrow. And we will take a break right now. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for EMC News. Stay tuned to the EMC News Hour with your host, Margie Taylor. Do you want to be a guest on EMC News? Go to our webpage and submit a request. IRLoneStar.com forward slash EMCN. We would love to have you on the show to share news about East Montgomery County. Or call me, Margie, at 936 828 6881. Hello, I am Margie Taylor, and this is EMC News from downtown Conroe. Kind of a cloudy Monday, and we're halfway through the day, though. So, Motivation Monday, let's kick it. (laughs) My second guest today is Jaredith Jones from Jaredith Jones Law Firm, and she's going to tell us a little bit about co parenting. House Bill 453 with Creative Solutions to Making It Work for the Kids. Good morning, afternoon, Jaredith. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Margie. Thanks for hey, having me. Absolutely. So you have a new office out on 
Simonton in downtown Conroe. I do. I just moved in to 203 Simonton. It's right next to Brownlee Jeweler. Um, we grew over the past year and needed more space, and the, this beautiful space came available, and so I just jumped on it, and it's been wonderful. Our clients love it, and we love it, and it's just been a, a great blessing to have such a beautiful space, and especially right across the street from in downtown the Conroe. Yes, yes, I just love and you're it. right there from the courthouse, and it's just nice and easy. And you can go shopping at Brownlee Jewelers. Yes. You can go to Conroe Coffee for lunch. You can go to Red Brick Tavern for lunch. We watch all of you the go- parades. Yeah, you know, um, we're going to start having parties this summer for our church. Um, there at the office uh, during the parade season. It's going to be it's going to be great. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. And uh, especially to hear about some uh, new things we could do and should do to help uh, the kids. Because nothing is worse than going through a divorce and what the kids feel. And we don't always think about what the kids have going on because we're too worried about uh, our own me, me, me and what we think is best. So tell me, um, well, first of all, I want to give people a little bit of background about you. You went to the University of Wyoming. I did. Okay. Just want to make sure that's still correct. Yes. (laughs) And you're a member of the State Bar of Texas, Montgomery County Criminal Defense Bar. And you are um, on the board for the Montgomery County Criminal Defense Bar. You are treasurer? Yes, I am. Okay, wonderful. And you also received your Juris Doctorate from St. Mary's University School of Law in San Antonio. I did. So you're legit. I try. <laughs> as legit as it goes, right? I, you may not be a doctor, but you're an attorney. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. All right. So um, your practice kind of concentrates on family law. It does. I uh, was at the district attorney's office where I learned to try cases. It was a great experience. Um, it feeds really well into aggressive family law litigation, but that isn't my preference. We call that scorched earth litigation. What does that mean? Scorched earth litigation is where um, let's burn it down. I, it's when at all costs, let's spend as much money as we can on the attorneys and on whatever just to get the advantage in court. Um, my, Sounds like what you think of attorneys. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yes. <laughs> but uh, my education and my background, um, being from St. Mary's, which is a service uh, um college uh, based in Marianist Catholic um, service thought processes um, has has really, you know, taught me that it's more important that people try to get along for the children and that attorneys have a huge responsibility to the next generations to help people who are in a bad situation, parents who are at their wits ends with each other to try to work it out and try to co-parent. And um, to piggyback on um, Conroe Regional, we have had cases where I've had to take someone back to court because they wouldn't agree to have um, something as simple as tubes put in a child's ear because they didn't want to pay the copay. And so you have to take that person back to court to force them to sign the documents because the doctors can't really get involved if both parents can't agree and the orders don't and that takes time so the child who really needs this procedure done is losing out in the end yes the something as simple as tubes can have impacts on hearing long-term impacts on hearing, learning on taste on learning 
on sleeping. My daughter, uh, we couldn't change her because the pressure on her ears hurt so bad that when we laid her down, she would scream. And so until we had the tubes put in, something as simple as changing a diaper was a nightmare. Um, and so it's really huh. important that we as attorneys try to find creative ways for the parents so that they can um, come to terms with how to get along, how to make good decisions for their children, even if they don't like each other. So tell me what is House Bill 453? Well, House Bill 453 is a bill that is currently in the legislature that is being forwarded by um, a couple of the father's rights groups. Um, the law reflects a certain thought process from from 50 years ago that moms are the, the best, best caretaker and that moms are going to stay home uh, with the children and, and things like that. And the fact is, is that currently our law states that one parent is going to be designated pr the primary caregiver and that the other parent is going to receive visitation. The new House bill wants to mandate that judges give equal time to each parent in any way possible. Um, this is the second such bill that has gone through the legislature. It is in two legislative sessions. I don't know what will happen with this particular bill or that the bill is enough of an impact or specific enough to actually come into law, but it does show a changing thought process on how visitation is going to occur and how child rearing when you have two separate households will happen. I think it's very interesting and I know that that's been conversation for quite a while that fathers suddenly lose their rights you know and it, it's sad it, it hurts the child in the end and as they move forward um, all of this hurts the parents. So tell me some creative solutions to this. You know, how does that work? Is that through litigation? Is it through um, conversations with a uh, mediator? Or what are some things that take place now to help them work these things out? Right. Well, so since we do not have um, a possession schedule, like in law, that does give equal possession to the... Um, both parents. To both parents. It's up to us as attorneys to... and the judiciary to recognize that this is probably going to happen in the next five to 10 years and, and try to address it on the front end. And so when we're talking about creative solutions, I know that there's a lot of uh, individuals here in Houston who work shift work and or who work like in the oil field. And so they might have two weeks on and two weeks off and a regular possession schedule isn't going to accommodate quality time with the parent who's working offshore, even though that parent is required to support the child. Mm -hmm. And so we can put into place orders that will allow the parents to be flexible um, in, in terms of work schedules. We can, uh, there's, there, there's a thought process that um, co-parenting counseling and co-parenting classes and um, maybe a long-term dispute resolution person um, would be helpful uh, to so parents. They, so tell me how that works. You talk about a long-term uh, person that will stay involved and connected mm -hmm. to both parents to make sure that they're both 
upholding what they're supposed to be doing or how does well, that work? So you would be ordered if it comes to that. And that is a severe measure in, um, in a situation because it, that is very costly, but it is still less costly than what we would call scorched earth winner takes all litigation. That it, just sounds scary. It, it's terrible. <laughs> it's it's a counselor that has been trained in dispute resolution and the, the parents, mm-hmm. if there is a dispute about how to do something, the parents are required in the court order to go to that person and that person would make a call or try to work through it um, with, with the parent. Um, and co-parenting counseling helps the parents address um, visitation and and difficulty issue. You know, there's a lot of talk about um, parental alienation. Uh, Parental alienation doesn't have to be as aggressive as we see, like, in in Lifetime movies. What what does that mean exactly, parental um, alienation? Alienation, parental alienation. alienation. So oftentimes, um, because we're human, and so I understand this, and I don't fault anyone for it, but... Uh, parents who are mad at each other have a tendency to try to get their kids to pick sides and they will talk to often, their yes often, yes they will <laughs> they will talk to their child badmouth the other parent make the other parent look bad um, and it, it can get overwhelmingly out of hand and that's when you have to go to court you have to address it with court orders but if it's small and it and it's just a matter of they don't get along and they, it's obvious that they're not getting along to the child because things like that are always obvious to children. Um, it still has a huge impact and those things can be addressed with behavior modification just so that the child, even if the parents don't like each other, because the child feels that the parents are talking to each other, even if they're not getting along, that they're talking to each other and trying to make good decisions for the child, the child has a better sense of security and um, we don't see as many difficulties in exchanges. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some research that says that uh, children of high conflict separations uh, go th- during the um, exchanges go through um, anxiety and distress similar to that of children in war-torn countries. And so you have to think about last week we saw a lot of really terrible things coming out of Syria and the children that lived, if those were your children and the fact that you're talking bad about their father is causing them that level of distress. Like a war zone. Like a war zone. Yes. Then maybe a counselor would be helpful, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm not one to lay blame. We all have our histories and the way our parents taught Mm -hmm. us to behave. And, and so maybe that's all, individuals know bread yes right and and so i'm very open to conversations about those issues and and trying to address it and not finding fault that's that's the most important thing for us as practitioners well we're going to take a little break i'm margie taylor with emc news and we're speaking with jaredith jones talking about equal rights for both parents we're going to find out a little bit more of some things that uh, she has worked with to help this and summer is coming up we need to get it together parents We'll be right back. Have something you want to share about New Caney, Splendora, or Porter communities? Connect with us on Facebook at EMC News or call Margie at 936-828-6881. Check out EMC News on Facebook. 
Like us to see more about coming shows and guests. Hello, I'm Archie Taylor. This is EMC News from downtown Conroe. Every Monday at noon, we are here talking about things that uh, you want to know about. Upcoming events, things happening around Montgomery County, and always great guests telling about you about like Conroe Medical Center and their Trauma 2 Center now, and about co-parenting with Jaredith Jones. A lot of interesting things going on. We we had uh, Judge Patty McGinnis on here a, a couple of weeks ago talking about drug court. Last week, we had uh, Judge Claudia Laird talking about guardianships because it's important to know these things. And sometimes you don't realize you don't know these things until it's brought up. So always listen to uh, Lone Star Community Radio. He's got a lot of different talk shows going on, too. And uh, there's always something you can learn. Just put it that way. There's always something. Anyhow, so Jaredith Jones is here talking to us about uh, uh, House Bill 453 and uh, what it's aiming to do and dispute resolution. So you have two parents, you know, you got the mom and you got the dad. And for some reason, they're having to get a divorce or separated or whatever's going on with them. But they still have kids. And these kids are looking for role models. They're looking for support, security, because they're... Their whole everything is now torn apart. So the best thing to help the children and have the the best of their interest at heart is to work to do a 50-50 split because it benefits everybody. It benefits mom, dad, the kids, and um, it's intentional parenting. So let's talk about that. Uh, What... You mentioned something when we weren't on the air about mom's kind of county. What does that mean? What did you mean by that? Well... Um, a lot of times when I have clients come in, um, one of the things that we talk about are, are the judges or the thought processes of the county so that I can accurately assess the strength of their case. Um, and uh, the judges are, the court, their cases are assigned in general to a specific judge. And the question always comes up um, invariably, is this a mom's judge or is this a, is this a dad's judge? And that really is a misnomer um, because the law is the law right now. And so um, a mom's judge versus a dad's judge isn't really in existence, but but you can tell kind of by past rulings how a judge may favor a female over a male. I have seen, um, I have been blessed to have very good judges in Montgomery County. They are very particular about how we do things, which is amazing for us. It's amazing for our clients because you don't get orders that do not work. Um, They force us to do our jobs, and that is a really good thing for our clients. So they listen to both sides. Yes. So that it's amicable for the child. Yes, and um, I have heard one judge, and I'm not going to say any names or anything, but I've heard one judge say that um, frequent continuous contact with the child by both parents is what is necessary. And so when they want to feel loved. Yeah. They they want to feel that they get that attention. Yes. And especially young children who don't understand why dad is gone for seven days at a time um, while they're with mom. uh, The judges minds are um, they're thinking critically about what is important for the child and what is going to work so that the, the child gets the best contact, the most um, uh, 
quality contact with each parent um, as often as possible. You know, we still default to what's called the standard possession order, which is what everybody recognizes as first, third, and fifth weekends. But there are ways to address it so that the children have more frequent contact that, and that the judges are recognizing this. And in part, you know, this House bill, although I don't know what will happen to this one, if it'll just stall or if it'll die or if we'll But it be... starts the conversation, Yes, right? absolutely. It starts the conversation. It starts everything. Right. So it, it it's a way to get it going. Yes. And especially with summer coming up, it's something that needs to be at the presence of people's mind that, you know, your child, you don't want to be gone the entire summer and not see the other parent, which sometimes exactly. happens too. And I know in past... Um, uh, agreements. It's not only the first, third, and fifth, but then you get the summer and you get Christmas and you get Easter. Let's work it out. Maybe you spend the holidays together. What about that idea? Right? Something like that. Right. Even. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. I mean, anything. I always ask. One of the first questions I ask is, "What is your Christmas tradition?" You know, um, my family does Christmas Eve. His family does Christmas Day. Well, then, what does it matter if? Then that, that works. Yeah, if that child goes back and forth. I mean, isn't that what should happen mm-hmm. for the child's benefit? And and so I really feel that my practice and um, the judges are, are definitely going towards figuring this out on an individual family basis and not trying to put pressure. people into a hole of where they need to be right or or like when somebody wins somebody loses right uh, just it's like, a 50 50 it's a 50 50 split benefits for everybody right right perfect well jared i appreciate you telling us about this and sharing information and i look forward to having you on the show again talking about some other things that are going on or maybe the progress of the house bill and where it's at Hammond, Reed Hammond, (laughs) sorry. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show today talking about Level 2 at uh, Trauma Center at Conroe Regional. And again, we will have a uh, podcast of this show available by tomorrow on EMC News, on YouTube, LinkedIn, other Facebook pages, and of course, IRLoneStar.com. I hope you have a great day today. Uh, Next week, we will hear a little bit more about drug court with Patty McGinnis. Hope you've enjoyed the show, and I'd love to hear from you. Contact me via Facebook on EMC News or at Margie at TaylorizedPR.com. Thanks for checking out this recording from Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station and broadcasted live from Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5. 106.1. Interested in sponsoring this show, being a guest, hosting your own show, then please visit us online at IRLoneStar.com and check out the Contact Us page. We want to say thank you to our studio supporters, our traffic sponsor, Conroe Americana Music Festival at ConroeAmericanaMusicFestival.com. For more information about this show, please check out the information below in the description.